Welcome to the Enlightenment Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. When I was in graduate school working on my PhD, I remember I was taking a course in child psychotherapy, and the professor, on the first day of class, stood up and said, We are always going to have child abuse throughout the world. Always. So what are we going to do? At that time, he was considered one of the top child psychologists in the world, so you couldn't easily dismiss his statement to just an odd professor. But if, like me, you're a lover of history, you will see that throughout history, there always has been wars, famines, cruelties, just a constant onslaught of human tragedy. So what I see as new people enter the world of spiritual enlightenment pursuit is they wonder about, well, what about the world? How do we change the world? If we focus on waking up and living an awakened life, what does that mean for the rest of the world? Are we going to stop caring? Let's look at that today. The argument today is going to be, if we want to change the world, we have to change ourselves first. And thus, by changing ourselves, the world will change. Let's start with the foundational pointer of living an awakened life. It is, we are the supreme reality. Again, we are the supreme reality. Now we may wonder, how can I be the supreme reality, you be the supreme reality, my pet dog be a supreme reality, and my enemy be the supreme reality? How is that possible? And I can actually use an analogy from science that sees the world in exactly the same way. It comes from astronomy and the Big Bang Theory. What happens is, as our universe is expanding, we, through telescopes, appear to be the center of the universe. As we look out, things that are closer to us are moving away much more slowly, but the further we go out, the things at distances are moving away from us very quickly. Thus, the theory of the expanding universe from a Big Bang. So let's say we live in a galaxy halfway across the universe, and we too have developed intelligent life and have telescopes. If we look out from our vantage point, again, we will appear the center of the universe, and everything will be moving out from us. It's a lot like a balloon. If we put a bunch of dots on a balloon, and then we blow up the balloon, the ones most distant from the one that we are at seems to be moving away a lot faster than the one closest to us, but they're all moving away from each other equally. Thus, we can too be the supreme reality because we're identifying that which is constant. And the only constant is our awareness of what is. And beyond that is stillness, is the awareness when we're asleep, that part of us that is present, that is aware, even when there's nothing to be aware of, like in sleep. We at that point are still the supreme reality, but we don't have anything to be aware of, so we sleep well, and yet we still remain the supreme reality. So this all boils down to, who are we? And again, we can only be that which is permanent, and that which is permanent can't change, of course. And the only thing that doesn't change throughout our lives is awareness. But again, when we're asleep, there's nothing to be aware of. Yet we still are. So, we are the supreme reality. Everything is based upon us. However, 
almost everyone has identified with their little egoic self, that which is changing. I'm Susie today, and I'm Mary Lou later, and I'm Grandma later after that. It keeps changing, but even along all these changes, we think we're that at that point in life, even though our lives change throughout life. So we're identifying with that which isn't really real. And this is about identifying with the ultimate reality. And we are the ultimate reality. We have identified with our little egoic reality, but in ultimate truth, we are the supreme reality. But everything else is too. It too is a manifestation of the supreme reality. So let's get back to our question of how do we interact with the world? Well, what I think we're going to find is if we really settle into this and realize that, yes, I get it. I am the supreme reality, but everyone around me is too. And we're all connected. We're all connected to the ultimate supreme reality. We just all have forgotten and think we're this little person, this country, this warring nation. And so we fight. So if we take the premise of we're all the same, what's going to happen is perhaps we will become far more loving towards others around us and see that everything is truly beautiful because it's ultimately the supreme reality. People struggle and fight with their egoic self, but that's not even real. So when you see them struggling, of course you're going to care for them and help them but you're going to be far less distraught over their struggles. I know there's a concern there when we take the role of this is just all an illusion and what's happening isn't really real. It's like going to a movie. We're just watching a movie or a dream. We're just participating in a dream. But even when we're in a movie or when we're in a dream, we still care that everyone has a beautiful life. And if we believe that everyone in our dream world is part of us, there's going to be a sense of, well, I may not know right now or be identifying with your experience, but it's my experience too, because we're all part of the supreme reality and we're all feeling what we're feeling. So there's a sense of all is well, but also a sense of how do I make your life go better? I think you'll find that to be true. Not everyone takes this approach. Of course, there are some people that will take it and do nothing, but I think a lot of people on this journey of spiritual awakening and enlightenment, get on the path of really caring for other people. But the freedom comes from seeing that everything is really well and we can proactively go about making it better. It's a perfect balance. You have energy now, you don't get exhausted, you don't get burnt out, and you're able to help other people and you really just don't stress because you realize all is well. Life is beautiful. Life is actually perfect. So it's a nice balance. Again, I know the fears there that we won't care. But perhaps, just perhaps, we can open ourselves up to this awakened life and see what manifests. What we may find manifests is a tremendous, beautiful love for those around us without the attachment of necessarily making things better. We will make things better but we won't be attached to things have to go this way. It's like doing your job, doing it well, but then being detached from the outcome. We do our part, but we don't worry about the results. We just do our part. And then when we hear about tragedy, 
we can proactively participate in making it better and still just love life and just be living in the present moment and actively helping others. That's what I've found to be true and perhaps you will too. I encourage you to open yourself up to who you are and then see what happens. Perhaps you'll find being a little water droplet in the vast ocean makes you care for the other water droplets in the ocean. Thank you for joining me in this week's Enlightenment Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the world of enlightenment, please go to www.enlightenmentpodcast.com. That's enlightenmentpodcast.com. Until next week, just be. Thank you.